0: Welcome to Pussy Power. Welcome to today's episode of Pussy Power. Today we're going to be talking signs he's not good for you. I'm sure you guys have heard the saying, love is blind, but lovers don't mind. Now, I'm wondering how many divorces that statement alone is um, responsible for. But I feel like that statement is fine and all, you know, when you're young. People say love is blind, it's okay. And I feel like there's not really much thought put into, you know, that until you guys have kids, you guys have responsibilities and obligations together and you're trying to build a life with a guy that you thought was a 10 out of 10 when you were in love. Only to find out 3 years later, 5 years later, 10 years later. That you actually got together with a fucking douchebag. Who's a 2 out of 10 when you stopped you, you stopped being in love. When the rose colored glasses finally fell off. If you're watching this from YouTube, hello. I am in Thani. and and this is a fucking awesome place I'm gonna be uploading a vlog uh, featuring the places in this hotel and I am so fucking ready to just dive into this episode okay now this is something that not a lot of people know I feel like falling in love is actually a chemical reaction You know, it's biology, it's nature's way of trying to get us to procreate. It's nature's way of trying to get this species to survive. Because if sex didn't feel good, nobody would have, like, a lot of sex. And that means the survival of this species is not ensured. So people need to keep having sex so that, you know, there's the future generation, life takes care of itself, it ensures that there's progeny, it ensures that there's the next generation. So when, when I say falling in love is a chemical reaction, I mean it. It happens in your body. There are literally chemicals that are exploding in our brain, making us feel that we've finally fucking found the one that we want to spend the rest of our lives with, right? And that's why if you've read The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck, you're gonna know that falling in love is not actually real love. Why? Because it's a fucking chemical reaction that's designed to get you to see the other person as this amazing, herculean, awesome guy, even though he's not fucking perfect. It's it's the fucking chemicals, I tell you. And being in love is not actually work. You know, it's just chemicals in your fucking body telling you that this guy is amazing he's the one or this girl is like a 10 out of 10 and this is the girl that you want to have kids with and the book also says that love itself is work so if it's not work it's not really love just yet and that's why falling in love it's not really a good enough reason to get married in my opinion because it takes more than just it takes more than just the erotic it takes more than just sexual physical connection to share and build a life with someone else but we digress right when you're falling in love someone's annoying habit could seem cute right the fact that he is fucking messy you might you might think that Oh, it's so cute, he's so creative, he's so um, focused on big ideas that he doesn't have time to fucking clean up his apartment. But when you get together with that guy, bitch, let me tell you, the fact that he's not clean, the fact that he's not as obsessed with hygiene as you are, is gonna get to your nerves. And it's gonna fucking annoy you at one point or another. So... From one sister to another, here are some signs that the guy that you think is the one may not be the right man for you. And just a disclaimer, this doesn't mean that you're not gonna go through mistakes, you're not gonna go through the shitty things that most women go through. It just means that at least when you commit but it just means that at least when you commit these mistakes, then you are aware and you understand exactly what fucking happened first sign that someone is not right for you is when you're constantly trying to prove yourself constantly trying to prove being worthy of someone's love and this is something that I definitely have a personal experience with it was at the time when I fell in love at 17 I fell in love with this 35 year old guy I mean surprise surprise I'm into older guys and I remember at one point he told me that he couldn't commit to me because he needed an equal. And I was like, dude, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, you're investing in stocks and all that. And I'm like, a fucking 17-year-old selling munchkins in high school. What the fuck are you expecting me to be, like a wonder woman, a wonder kid? And that really made me feel super fucking insecure. And that led to me constantly trying to prove myself. I made my first $2,000 as a high school kid in network marketing in two months. And I was constantly trying to prove to him that I was worthy of his love, that I was worthy of his commitment by constantly outdoing myself. And the problem with that is as a woman, as a girl, you're chasing. And but if we if we're gonna talk about the dynamics of the masculine and the feminine energy the feminine should never chase and when you're a girl when you're chasing someone and you're not letting them chase you you're being in your masculine and that's actually a big turn off for a majority of guys so ladies when you encounter guys who say um you're really mature for your age just fucking run the other way And block him. Do not fucking talk to him anymore. Save yourself the heartache, sister. That literally was what happened to me. You know, he said, I was too mature for my fucking age. And I was a fucking 17-year-old. And I did not have my life together. And I guess it's fine when people have, like, more experience than you in a relationship. You know, they're able to guide you. They're able to show you their mistakes so that you don't have to repeat the same pattern they they've gone through you know but the thing is here's what usually goes wrong when there's a huge age gap in a relationship or when you're constantly trying to prove to the other person that you're worthy it's usually that when they make you feel insecure through their words through their actions because you don't have the experience because you do not have the confidence that someone who is um, more mature, more experienced, and somebody who has experienced more shit in life, when they the moment they they start making you feel insecure deliberately or not, then that is a sign for you, because at the end of the day, are you really gonna be able to be yourself with this person that you're trying so fucking hard to impress can you be your silly self can you show them that sometimes you have body odor can you show that person that sometimes you're fucking lazy and you're just not up to be on your a-game on that fucking day you know so when you're constantly trying to prove to someone that you're good enough then it probably means that they're not right for you especially when they're not trying to make you feel better you know especially when it feeds their ego to see you try they're actually taking pleasure in the fact that you're suffering trying to prove yourself to them so that's how in my opinion you would know number uno if someone is not right for you right the second sign that is super fucking obvious is that you just do not have the same values. So this is why it's incredibly important to know yourself, know your values, because girl, if you're going to be in a relationship and you don't fucking know what your values are, you're going to be like a directionless thing in the ocean, just being carried by the water and not getting to its desired destination. Because in the first place, you did not set the standards for what your values are going to be. And so how can you assess if somebody is right for you, if you don't even know your values, if you don't know what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong for you, what feels okay, and what doesn't feel okay? How would you fucking know? Now, once again, you might say that, okay, um, yeah, we have different values. But by the way, It's not just the fact that you have different values. It's just that, let me rephrase that a little bit. Second reason is that your values are incompatible. Because there are times, and I just recently learned this, there are times when people's values are literally one and the same. This person values independence, this other person values independence as well. But what happens when these people value independence so much that at one point in time, they don't want the same thing anymore? At one point in time, this person wants to settle down. This person wants to go out and have fun and travel. They're going to clash. And so it's not really having different values that would make you guys incompatible. It's the fact that your values don't really go well together. Because if there is someone who leads in the relationship, there must also be the follower in the relationship. So it doesn't really matter if your values are different, they just have to be compatible with each other. So this is where we see people who value different things, they have incompatible values sometimes. Like for example, one person wants to be monogamous, one person wants to just spend the rest of his or her life with one person, and the other just wants to have an open relationship and have sex with you know, multiple people in uh, in their lifetime, you know, that's totally two different values right there, and usually those values clash, because one person is going to want the other, typically, to be monogamous as well, to just be with them for the rest of their lives, and then that other person wants to go ahead and explore other people, you know, explore other connections, and that will, more often than not, end up, making the other person feel alienated and like they're not on the same page. So other examples of this, you see people who, you know, one person might want to settle down, the other might want to really just start traveling, start exploring the world and discover more of who they are. And we're not even talking about the issue of timing yet, right? But the thing is, it's when you guys really don't have compatibility in what you want and what you value, that's usually when rifts happen in relationship. That's usually when relationships have breakdowns. And we see this as well in people who, let's just take an example, someone who's grown up in a really conservative, really traditional family and has retained that value versus somebody who is incredibly independent, incredibly individualistic. This person will want to keep everyone um, happy and keep the harmony. Well, this person will fucking say that their mind. Now, what could end up happening here is person A who's grown up in a traditional family who just wants to keep peace who values harmony and values conformity over individuality might think that person B, who's the strong individualistic person, is fucking terrible and ridiculous to be with. And, you know, it doesn't help that it's true what they say. Opposites do attract most of the time. And that's why we need to be really aware of our values, aware of what the the persons we also need to be aware of what the other person's values are because at the end of the day we are going to be choosing literally the most and one of the most important people in our lives and that is someone that we're going to be sharing our lives with so values they're um, a hot topic uh, especially if you want to know if someone's right for you or not and It helps for you to be aware of your own values, okay? So I might do an episode on that, but let's move on to the next one, which is, third, he has some weird fucking rules that he wants you to follow. So he thinks he's like some Christian Grey and he can dictate your life just because you guys are together. And this is something that I haven't really experienced myself but I feel like one of the closest experiences that I've had to this was when I fell in love with with my pseudo ex at 17 and he was my whole fucking world right now I see this sometimes with uh, people I've dated this guy once who kind of just wanted me to be and my feminine and not do anything and just let him take care of all my needs and my my wants and whatever but the thing is that that's totally fine by the way the thing is how it gets convoluted and how it gets kind of contorted and twisted is when somebody wants you to make them your world it's like when somebody wants to take control of who you are and make sure that your life and your world revolves around them. You're completely dependent on them. And it's really sad because I see I see the people, you know, some people I know who've ended up in these situations, usually just marry a rich fucking guy and they follow him around wherever he is in the world and something bad happens when the divorce comes when the divorce papers come in, it's usually so devastating for the other party usually the woman who just completely lost her sense of self because she's been completely reliant on this one guy to give her the lifestyle to give her the status to give her her wants and needs and he literally had the power in their relationship and that's where i think it can get really dangerous so i am actually a fa- I was. It was. I was actually a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey when I was twelve, and I didn't really know about boundaries and healthy relating. But right now, Fifty Shades of Grey might be a good like trilogy for a, for a, for an erotica. But it's really not something that I would want to have as relationship dynamics, because if you haven't read the series. Kristen Grey is this fucking billionaire who has some serious control issues and he's a dominant and he's really attracted to submissives. And for some reason, Anna is this girl who is um, a fighter. She is kind of meek. She looks like she's submissive, you know, Um, first impressions wise. But she is someone who's who, who also has her own backbone, and you know they've had challenges in the relationship because Christian just wants her to kind of go with his way, and it's those it's those relationship um, dynamics that kind of like really make me worry for the girl, especially when you know they they base their whole sense of identity to the things that he's provided for her. And that's why I feel like, just to segue a little bit here, I feel like this is why women get 50% in their alimony. Because, like, if a guy fucking promises you that you can stop working, that you can just completely rely on him to provide for you and the kids forever, that, to me is, you know, I mean, it, it does happen for some people, but more often than not, it usually end up ends up with this woman who's heartbroken, who's lost her sense of self, who's lost her status, who's just lost her entire world because she just made this guy her whole world. She stopped being her own person. She stopped dreaming her own dreams. She stopped tending to her passions and her hobbies because she just became like a trophy wife or this girl that's just a companion to this guy and he's just out there doing his own thing. And that's really the, the extreme that I I see people experiencing. You know, it's when they can't leave the relationship because when they do, then who the fuck are they? Where are they gonna get food? Where are they gonna get shelter? It's literally that level of Of dependence that I personally am scared of and right now uh, I'm actually experiencing something a little bit similar except not entirely because I have my own thing. I I recently had some stuff go down in the business and things are looking up but in those moments in those weeks where things just looked pretty grim and sad and you know not hopeful at all i did take refuge in this guy who's promised me that he was gonna give me the life that you know i wanted and he's my boyfriend now but that's the thing ladies and gentlemen that's the thing when you're in the moment you kind of think that there is a chance for it to be true and you know being in this situation i did also want it to be true. But just looking at the facts, looking at other people's experiences and learning from them, I don't think I would ever want to be in a position where I am depending on a man for every single fucking thing. Because then it's like I'm a dependent. I'm not a partner anymore. And yes, I'm not not discrediting the fact that there are noble men who want to provide for their wives, who want to provide their wives this beautiful, enchanted life. And that was actually my dad. You know, my dad is a provider. And he is not perfect, but that was the thing that he, he, that was his thing as well. You know, he wants to be the provider. But once again, how I see that turn out in real time with the mundane day-to-day of being a couple it's knowing what I know about their dynamic it's really not something that I would recommend to anyone who values their independence and I value my independence so fucking much okay so if you're ever in a situation where you feel like the power is a hundred percent in the other person then maybe this is your wake-up call Sis, if you are in that situation where it's like you're depending 100% of your everything on a man, this might be your wake-up call, and I wish you the best. I wish that, you know, he is who he says he is, but chances are, given the facts and the statistics and the data, life happens Things change. Promises of forever don't usually hold up. The divorce rate is literally at an all-time high at over 50%. Like, 50% of marriages just get broken up. And it's, it's literally, you know, I, I make this joke all the time, just behind people's back when they get married. Um, not that anyone close to me has ever gotten married and they've attended their wedding. Not at all. Not yet. But it's kind of like, when people get married, I always would whisper to a friend, like hey are they actually fucking serious they're really gonna get married it's like i wonder when they'd get divorced and i know it sounds so fucking negative i so- i know it sounds so fucking pessimistic but the truth is you know you couldn't really trust somebody like a hundred fucking percent when the truth is change is the only constant thing in the world life happens People change and they feelings definitely change. And the, the person that they were when they said that they were going to take care of you for the rest of your lives may not be the same person 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line. And that's why, ladies and gents, I always encourage people to have their own thing, have their own source of income, be their own person, and be an other the other person so that whoever you're with never feels like they own you never feels like you're just this fixture this furniture that's going to be there for the rest of their lives and you get to have your own backbone you get to have your own stance in the relationship because otherwise then because otherwise, the relationship dynamics won't really work out in your favor. So, that's my piece on that. Guys, if you are hearing me talk in a really weird way, I actually just have an infection in my throat and it hurts my jaw to even move. But I'm having, I'm creating this podcast because, I mean, I enjoy it. I want to film this beautiful location for you guys. And... I mean, I'm in the mood to film, to record a podcast. So that's why if if I'm speaking like a little bit weird, that's the reason why. Another sign that you should totally look out for. This to me is a fucking red flag staring you in the face. And this has happened to me personally as well. It's when he compares you with other girls. If you've read this book, The Game by Neil Gaiman, pickup artists actually discuss and break down their tactics and their strategies to get women to sleep with them after the night. And one of those tactics is called negging. That's N-E-G-G-I-N-G. It's N-E-G-G-I-N-G if you want to Google it. It basically means giving someone a negative compliment. So it's like a backhanded compliment. So it could be something like, oh wow, you look like a raccoon today with that smoky eye look, whatever. It's making the other, it's deliberately making the other person feel insecure or conscious about themselves. And it's basically a negative comment about someone. It, its goal is to chip away at someone's confidence so that you can have a bit of control over them. And it's fucked up. But, but that is, you know, a tactic that pickup artists use and it's been used on me by my pseudo ex and it felt fucking horrible. I just wanted to smash him in the face. So when he starts comparing you with other girls, when he starts comparing you to this girl who is a little bit wilder, a little bit more um, provocative or whatever, right? then you see that this is somebody who does not really see you or value you for who you are. And you can save yourself the heartbreak, save yourself the years of even, you know, being with that person because chances are that person isn't right for you because they're not seeing your value. They're not seeing you for your worth. They're not seeing you for who you are. And they can... You know, go fuck the other women that they're like comparing you to. And honestly, I, th- I think that's what my pseudo ex has done. You know, like literally thanks to him, I- I've learned all these signs that I'm sharing with you guys. Now, once again, the goal of him comparing you to all these other girls is to make you feel insecure, to make you feel not good enough so that you feel good that he's even paying attention to you. Okay? It's like a power play. It's manipulation in the dating scene. So when you encounter someone who does that, now you know, girl, he's trying to get your attention. He might even be trying to get in your pants and he's nagging you meaning he's fucking manipulating you so he's fucking nagging you so that you'd fall right into the palm of his hands and he would have more control over you. That's why he's doing it. Now, next obvious red flag that you should be looking out for is when he is just not transparent with you. And what that means is when you ask him for And what that means is when you ask him questions about where this is headed, where this is going, he's going to be so fucking vague and so fucking avoidant that he would just not give you the answer that you want. And I had to learn this the hard way because obviously once upon a time, I was really fucking young and naive. I'm still young now, but a lot less naive, I would think. But that time when I didn't really know how the world fucking worked. I felt that it was wrong for me to ask questions that would help me feel secure. I felt like it was wrong to ask, hey, where is this going? Where are we fucking headed? And it felt terrible because when I asked those questions it's like, Oh, you're like all these other girls who are asking that and it felt fucking bad. It's like, Am I the fucking villain here? Can't I know where this is going, you know? Can't because I'm I'm fucking wasting my time with you if you're not actually planning for this to go somewhere. You know, like, yeah, sure, we're young, but time is at the end of the day, it's finite. You don't have all the time in the world and especially for women our biological clock is ticking tick tock tick tock we need to be smart about where we spend our time we need to be smart about who we spend our time with and so if he's not transparent with you on where this is going where he sees you to being five years ten years down the line then that's your sign he might not be thinking long term he's not really Fully honest with you about his intentions, about where he is. And to me, that's a fucking red flag. I had to learn it the hard way. And so if you're experiencing that right now, I would say dump the guy and maybe hear him out. But at the end of the day, just fucking dump him and save yourself the heartache. Because let me tell you, it hurts to keep guessing. It hurts to... And it's not that you're, you're... just guessing about where the relationship is headed, you're also going to guess about your worth. You're also going to start second guessing if you are someone who's worthy, if you are someone who deserves commitment. And I've experienced that myself. I wouldn't want you guys to just like experience that as well because it really feels like fucking hell to keep waiting, to keep guessing, to keep second guessing and wondering if he even loves you if he even sees you getting somewhere if he indeed is doing that with you right now this is a little bit subtle but this is actually what makes it obvious you know he's really not invested in your relationship and he makes that clear to you through his actions maybe you haven't really been formally introduced to his friends been formally introduced to his family. Like, is he fucking keeping you as a secret? Or is he, like, going behind someone's back? Does he have a girlfriend? Does he, like, why on earth would he not want you to meet his friends? And you see that through literally, like, how he, he is towards you, right? Does he make you feel secure? Does he... Like, what the fuck am I saying? It really fucking hurts right now. Is he showing you signs? Is he is he showing you actions that he is invested in the relationship a hundred percent? Because let me tell you, baby girl, you deserve a hundred fucking percent. But you have to know that you deserve a hundred percent. Otherwise, all these dipshits are not gonna give you a hundred percent if you don't even see it. So, if His actions tell you, if his actions show you that he is not 100% invested in the relationship, believe his actions. And if you're doing this, don't feel bad. I totally do this as well. I used to do it a lot more in the past, you know, when I liked someone and I would literally just fantasize them being this awesome person. Because here's what our brains do. Our brains take the small bits of information that we do know about someone or something and then we create our own fantasy in our heads about that thing or about that person we make them seem a little bit better than they actually are because we fill in the gaps that we don't know you don't actually fucking know if someone is a psychopath but if you you see them being cute with an animal or if you see them like looking nice and being nice to other people then you're gonna think in your head that, oh, that must be how they are a hundred percent of the time. That must be the real them. So when you have this fantasy world and it's you know it's it's a completely different version of them, just be aware that you might have fantasized about a completely different person that you're like attributing positive traits to this guy that you're so let's say, you're so into. Now, this last one is something that I feel like every girl should take note of when they're seeing someone, when they're vetting a guy or multiple guys at the same time. It's, is this person there for me when I need them? Okay? Because a lot of people can be there for you during your good times, but when shit hits the fan... They, they're gone, you know. I think it was Matthew Hussey who said, ask yourself this question. Will this guy be at my dad's funeral? Will he show up? Will he support me emotionally during that time? And if he is not, if he's not that kind of guy, then he is not the one for you. Because the one thing about life is it's going to throw you on an emotional roller coaster, and sister, it's not just gonna be up and up and up and up from there. They're gonna be ups, they're gonna be downs, and you deserve someone who's gonna be there with you, not just on the highs, but especially the lows. Because that's how you know if someone's fucking serious, if someone's fucking committed to being with you for the long term. It's that they don't freak, they don't run when things get hard, and you deserve somebody who's like that. And everything that I just told you, requires you to understand your worth, requires you to get to know the awesome person that you are so that you see your value, so that you see your worth. Because I fucking promise you, it doesn't matter who you're with, okay? If you don't see your value, if you don't see your worth, then it's going to be hard for other people to see that as well. Because you only... You'll only act, you'll only do things for yourself on the capacity, on the level of which you think you are worthy. The thing is, you're only going to advocate for yourself on the level that you think you're fucking worthy. So, it doesn't matter if the person you're with doesn't see your value. All that matters is you know your worth, you see your value, and you understand that if it's not the right guy, you're not going to fucking settle. You you have your own backbone. You can stand on your own two feet and you're not going to let some guy who doesn't see your value take that away from you. And you're not going to be settling with that guy because you know your worth and you know you deserve better. So I hope you guys took a lot away from this Pussy Power episode. If you want me to talk about Other things, if you have suggestions, make sure you write to Angela at pussypower.live. All right. I will see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session. Free From Bias on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release.